tell me, uh, tell me honestly, did you play Earthworm Jim or did my stream last night scare you off? <laughs> I'll be honest. I already knew I wasn't going to play it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. I, like, it's fine. I, I, I've played Earthworm Jim like a little bit a long time ago. I have too. It was or not... I had something that I was going to really want to play all the way through. So when you were talking about playing different versions, I was like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you just play whatever version you want. Just do what you want. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. You can just say that. When you play no, Fantasy Star, I'm like, I don't have time for that. I was debating on if I would play it, but there was the part yeah. of me that was like, mm, I don't think so. That's that's perfectly fair. Well, what else are you what else? Uh, what was your weekend like? What else? What else? What else are you up to? Hey, well, before actually, let me interrupt uh, yes. my own question. I don't care what you were up to this weekend, Tom. Great. Great. <laughs> Thanks. All right, I'm hanging up. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome to the retro. Welcome to the final episode of the retro breakdown. We are no longer friends. <laughs> I just wanted to say the name of the podcast before we get in, because sometimes the conversations just go. So, hey, it's the Retro Breakdown. We're recording. It's do it's Earthworm Jim this week. I'm Dean or Time Wanderer. You can find me on Twitch or YouTube at Time Wanderer. And this is Tom. He's he's my friend. <laughs> it's his last podcast. <laughs> I have I have irreparably damaged our friendship. And that's it. Um, but no, I've been playing, uh, we started, we were playing Final Fantasy VIII, so we, we've been mm. finishing that up because we wanted to finish the last of the Final Fantasies that we had on, um, PS4. Okay. And I haven't played it in a really long time and Lachis had obviously never played it. So we're, we're going through that and, well, if you've played Final Fantasy VIII, I feel like it's either a game that you, you really like for whatever reason or it's a game that you're kind of like, hey, it was fun for a while, and then they then they opened up time compression, and you're like, what what is all this nonsense? Yeah, MF8 is, and I say this as someone who played it once as a teenager. Um, FF8 is a game that I remember fondly because FF8 was my FF7. Sure, okay. That was my first 3D RPG. Right. And there were moments of it that really impressed me, and... I was, you know, I was actually invested in the, I was actually invested in the, in the love story, even though yeah. like in retrospect, I shouldn't have been. God, what, reading the story now, the characters, I don't think there's a single character I enjoy in this game. <laughs> like I did sort of like them. Okay. So I played the game when it first came out and I thought it was just, nah. and then I played it like 10 years ago and I was like, you know, I don't know, maybe I was too hard on it. I'm kind of enjoying all of this. And now, now playing it again, I'm like, no, I, yeah. the, my favorite character is probably Zell because at least Zell is Zell. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but Zell but is just... just Sabin with Mike Tyson face tattoos. Yeah. I feel like they always have a Zell. Like, there's Snow, there's Waka. Like, these characters mm. are all always in their games where it's just, yep, that's that's who that is. Well, it's because they're, <laughs> they're anime archetypes. True, true, true. They're just like the big dumb jockey, like the the big dumb jockey, you know, let's go for it, boy. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm looking back on it now. Like I, I have um, I have memories of that game that are generally positive, mm -hmm. but 
I have also been able to look back on uh, look back on the game objectively since then and sort of re-examine it in in my mind. Yeah. And obviously there are problems. Um yeah. the the junction system is something that I hated at first, then I learned it and liked it. And now I hate it again because it is just an unforgivable amount of grinding. So the biggest problem I have with it is not only the the grinding, but really what bothers me the most is that it discourages you from using magic. It does. Yes. Like, I think that's real. Like, okay, the idea of the junction system is actually really awesome. Yes, I yes, it. yes. It, it's it's really fun to think about. You're finding these things that then you uh, you apply them how you want and you make your characters better. Like Yeah, me, you're really basically cool. infusing your statistics with magical energy. Yeah. I'm, which I'm is really that. that's cool. Fun. Yeah. But but when it comes down to it, it just it doesn't work. It just doesn't fit. It's like, hey, you so this thing is weak to fire. And so you could use a fire spell on it, but that's going to bring your overall attack power down by five points yeah. permanently until you replace it. So just never do that. Yeah. So it's 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 it just that it just kind of sucks when you think about it that way. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. It's like it's. It just feels like you are discouraged from playing the game in the way that it's designed. Yeah. Um, I also like the story's a mess. It is. It's a, the, oh the story's my God, a mess. It? Like I, I still remember getting to the end of the game. The end of the game involves like a character that you haven't seen before. Like, the actual end boss is someone that you don't see throughout the game. The presumed end boss is someone who is like a false end boss. Yep. And then ends up being like a low key ally. Yeah. Then, no, it is for, she is for sure. And then, and like the whole, like I, I still to this day don't fully understand what the actual threat was. Time compression. Yeah, I know. I don't know what nope. that is. That's that's it. I don't know what that means. Nobody does. And I've never understood what that means. Well, OK, I can't actually talk about what I want to talk about right now because let's see over here, man. We're not at the end of the game yet. Um, Fair enough. But there's a a fan theory floating I, around. We've talked about this. Yeah. So you can say what it is, but I can't. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's and, so Tom is referring to the squall is dead fan theory which yeah. states uh which has a a sort of dive into how the plot makes a lot more sense if you consider that squall just died at the end of the first disc when he's hit by that ice shard and man i love i love that a lot like to me that makes it, it elevates the game to being kind of like what is this mess to uh hey that's kind of a fun idea yeah 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 <laughs> which it doesn't elevate it to great it just it just makes it that's it kind of a fun idea. It just makes it interesting instead yes. of not. Yeah. Triple Triad's amazing though. Oh god. I love it. I that actually one of think the it's best, one of the best. It's yep. one of the best <laughs> mini games in all of Final Fantasy bar none. I would say even in RPGs in general, it's one of my yeah. favorite uh it's just one of my favorite like little side games that you get to play. I, uh, now of course in in true Final Fantasy 8 fashion they they have the spreading of rules between region being a horrible convoluted mess. Yes. But 
that that's just Final Fantasy VIII. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And some of those rules just make the game not fun. No, no, completely not fun. Or or like the end rules where you like how the card swapping works, where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, I took one of your cards and you took two of mine, so I get that card I took. It's like, well, no, now I have to reset the game because that's yeah, yeah, nonsense. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's stupid. Save scum that because like you lose your like cipher card. <laughs> and it's yeah. like no absolutely not i need that yeah i have i got all of the most of not all of them i got kind of bored of playing after a while but i got the majority of the, the like the good character cards and the, the obviously the the guardian forces cards and stuff. right yeah i have fun with that one it's it's actually a quite enjoyable i i believe that they made a physical version of it that you could play somehow um i remember hearing about that but i don't know if that's reality or if it was just someone like hey i printed this thing here you go <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. Yeah, I don't it would know. Be, yeah. I I do know that, like, one thing that was always weird to me is, like, I would go through and get all the cards. Mm-hmm. And um, I'd go through and get all the cards, and then, like, I found out much later that you're supposed to do stuff with those cards. Oh yeah, dude, you yeah, that's what's so fun about getting them. You can you can eat them up with one of the abilities and they give you cool stuff. Yeah. And then yeah, you can I get the d- cards again and do it again if you want to, right? Yeah, I just yeah. never knew that was a thing. Oh, nice. So you were just kind of collecting them for fun. I was fun. just collecting them to have them. <laughs> I I it never occurred to me that there was a benefit to the triple triad cards outside of just having triple triad cards. <laughs> that's interesting. So like it it was completely like, and it's stupid because like there's always a there's always a main game benefit to the side quest, right? Mm-hmm. To the to the like the side game thing, you can always like even if it's just making money, there's always something that comes back around that you can actually use. Yeah, and you'd that think was so. just the one game where I just never it I just never thought about that. Yeah, you didn't care. You're just having fun. Like, oh, I'm I'm gonna make the play and win the card. Yeah. Yep. Yep. That's let me go. Awesome. Let me go to this city and dunk on this child who has garbage cards. <laughs> do the whole, uh, do the like. It's totally a magic deck thing at a certain point, where it's yeah. like you're up against this person and they've got just like basic deck cards. Yeah, you're like and suck none it, of loser. Their, yeah, <laughs> none of their none of their cards have a number higher than like six, <laughs> and you're just like. Swap, 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 swap. Eight to one. Get wrecked, child. <laughs> oh God. So yeah, I triple triad's good. I, I'll say nothing. I'll say nothing bad about triple triad. I'm thinking about how you said you don't actually enjoy any of the characters yeah. in that game, and I I opened my mouth to argue with you, and then I was like, no, no, actually. <laughs> So I it's it's weird because I didn't feel that way until I played it this time through. Yeah. So the I would thing have argued. Is, like, I definitely would have argued been like, well, I don't know. It's not that bad. What do you mean? There are characters that I looking back, there are characters in that game that I liked. Mm-hmm. But in retrospect, I liked them in a horny teenager way <laughs> sure. and not in a good, well-written character way. <laughs> yeah i I definitely understand that like there is exactly two characters that i that i was about to be like well they've like renoa and kistis are all right 
Yeah. And it's like, well, no, oh, they're wait. actually kind of garbage, but they're cute, though. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, like, they're, that was sort of, I don't know. I, I even was okay with, you know, some of the side characters. Like, I like Decipher and, like, these other, like, they were sort of fun because they were what they were in my memory. And then this time, there's like, what the, f- what, what is he even doing? <laughs> like, why is he so upset about all this other stuff? It's like, it's I so almost weird. wonder if it's a if it's a translation thing. Yeah, that's actually what I was going to suggest is that it might it could actually boil down to something like that. It seems like it would be one hell of an error though, because we're not talking about a minor misunderstanding in language. We're talking about entire motivations for characters. Yeah, it's it's and he shows up multiple times and is and is it's equally unclear every, every single time. <laughs> yeah. So I just don't he, know. Cipher conducts himself as the sort of like anti-hero mm-hmm. who is you know who has like a really really good motivation for doing what it is that he's doing yeah because he knows something you don't mm-hmm. yeah but you're like, you okay, never find out what that is that he knows nope nope at all and he never takes any time to tell you he's just like he's just like whatever i'm a I'm a I'm a knight or whatever. Yeah, I'm I'm the, the I'm, of... I'm her knight. Yeah, and, and like maybe I'm, that's then, it. Maybe it's and he just, just loyalty. And he throws away the knight title later, and he's like, actually, I'm just a revolutionary. And you're like, what? What is happening? I I your your motivation for any of this is so what insane. You, what What are you revolutioning? What's the <laughs> yeah, revolution? You're, what you're are you revolving? Of, you're literally you're like you're, you're just, just fighting existence. us. You're <laughs> you're working for the person that's trying to squished together all of time and space for reasons I still don't fully understand. And I don't even know what that, I, like, I don't even understand what it is that that does. Right, right, right. That's that's what I mean. Like, I don't know like, what, what, does that what look the like? gain is. And what, what is the point entirely? And also, but... time travel has not been established as a thing in this game at any point, so, like, why do we even care about this? Well, and then the scientists are like, oh, this is easy. The all you'd have to do is fight her in her time, but that seems hard, but I have a way. It's like, yeah, this is, this game is just deus ex machina one after the other, or, or there's just a, a floating, uh, the, your, your, your Ragnarok's in space. And then you get into the Ragnarok and they're like, Hey, Ragnarok, are you there? And you're like, Oh, I'm here. And it's like, Oh my God, it's been 17 years since we've heard from you. Is everyone, how are people doing? It's like, what the, what, how how is this conversation happening? I don't understand. Or, or big plot points where you're going into space and like, oh, we have to put you in a cryo sleep because you're going into space. But it's like a two minute flight. Yep. I don't I don't understand. Any Relativity. Of it. But except then. But then a second later, you just kind of float back to Earth or whatever Earth is called in this Terra Gaia, whatever. Sure. Uh, it, then you just float back there like a minute later without sleeping in it. You're just kind of in your spaceship and you you just fly home. <laughs> I don't shrug. I don't know. It feels like a bunch of short stories written by, like, eight different people. (laughs) Right. Which is why that fan theory makes it really fun. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um. Yeah. So it's... It's one of those things where, like, okay, so the whole, like, garden thing, the whole, like, military training, like, they essentially are trying to make it a high school thing. Like, if you think about how incredibly anime it actually is outside of all of the other stuff, like... Let's run oh, it down for sure. Balam Garden is essentially a high school. Yep. So you're a bunch of high school students. So there's that. 
plus your plus your professor who is you know young and potentially a love interest but she's like a year that it's older just, than the rest of you but she's a prodigy so it's, it's fine it's just your it's just your childhood orphanage sister yes sort you're of. all everyone is childhood friends FF8 if that's the spoilers? most i mean we've been spoiling everything so far I, i'll put ff8 like it's this is uh, this is Earthworm Jim and the F of Eight spoilers. The, That's the, the, name the, of the dogs episode. are saying you didn't label it. Why? How could you? Ruin how it? dare? <laughs> Sorry, Kit. I think she oh. just realized that my door's shut. She's like, you're talking about Final Fantasy Eight. <laughs> That's the game. That's the game where one of the characters uses her dog as a rocket launcher. <laughs> yeah, after mounting it on her, her <laughs> like an, arm as, an, as an arm cannon. <laughs> <laughs> I do love that actually. Man, the the limit breaks in this game are dumb too because you don't get to like pick the cool limit break you do for some of the character like for Squall like, you know, yeah. you unlock his his version of Omni Slash and it's like, "Hey, good luck. Maybe you'll see it, maybe you won't." Yep, yep. And don't even summon Guardian Forces cuz they might take 45 minutes to uh actually like spawn cuz you're supposed to boost them for damage and every Oh man. There, man there's a it lot was of a, it was a race to the it was a race to the bottom on uh on summons during that era wasn't it it's yeah. just like how much time can we devote to this animation well the, and and then in nine they they sort of remedied it by saying oh here you get to see the full animation the first time but then you see partial animation the next yeah, time like yeah, why yeah, didn't yeah. you just offer an option in the menu like what if you wanted to show someone the full animation it's so weird that it's that you don't ever get to see it again if you want to mm-hmm yeah, because I remember being really disappointed by that. It's like, oh, that was really cool. I can't wait to see it again. Wait. Yeah. When they, and now when he didn't do the other thing. It's just it's just weird because I, I liked it at first. Like, oh, that's great. I don't want to see the whole thing. And then it's like, well, what? there should have just been an option, like three options off completely somewhere in the middle and then just on completely. Like, it and you been can so swap easy. them at any time. Of course. Yeah. I don't I don't I don't understand that. That's it was an odd decision. Of course. It's an overcorrection. Just, it's yeah, like exactly. people complained about the summon sequences being too long. So they're like, okay, we'll make it like this. And it's like, it's like new Coke. It's like, <laughs> oh, 60% of people say they like new Coke better. So let's just discontinue what 40% of people want. Right. Yeah, no. That's not how that works. No. But the I think the most, I think the most anime thing about Final Fantasy VIII is actually that they were, they're all, well, anime adults. So they're like 15 um, and they forgot that they lived together like, you know, 12 years ago. Yeah. So I was, I was running down God, like all of the stuff anime. that makes this all like painfully anime. Right. So <laughs> or... we're, we're high school. We all have secret superpowers. Um, we're all secretly childhood friends. We're all orphans. Every one of us is childhood friend orphans. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a promise in it, like a childhood friend promise at some point. <laughs> <laughs> the 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 bad guy the first bad guy is actually a good guy and not only a good guy but the <laughs> she's just possessed and the wife of the person that's kind of been helping guide you sort of except god sid is such a douche in this so he's he's like yes yeah, sir i ran away i it's just scary i don't want to be in charge of stuff it's it's hard to do and then he starts reprimanding you about what you what it means to be in charge later like in the same sentence yep. he's in your in your just sitting there are you are you joking like what who wrote this and that might be that maybe that's the translation issue that kind of stuff 
I, I could see that being some sort of weird translation because otherwise the guy's basically saying, yeah, I didn't want to be in charge. It's hard work, but <laughs> this is how you should be in charge. But for anyway, me. here's how you should do it so I don't have to. Yeah, you're you're 17. You should be you should take charge. <laughs> you're 17 and you're in an anime. Why am I in charge of anything? Yeah, you have a bomber jacket. Come on. <laughs> I don't even know the what else it's it's. I feel like those are the biggest issue or the not issues those are the biggest anime moments also issues sometimes yep but yeah, yeah it's yeah it's 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 for is is as far as if i was just to say this is a if you were to remove the final fantasy title i think this would just have been like that's a weird rpg on the playstation yep with yeah. good music, because God, does it have some really great music. Really good music. It's got a very different, it's got a very unique flavor to it. It. I love Laguna's battle music. That, mm -hmm. I think it's called The Man with the Machine Gun or yep. something like that. Yeah. I love that song. It's so cool. Yeah, and Ultimecia's, really or I guess it's, I think it's technically Ultimecia's music. I don't know. The one that's like the chanting music. Um, oh, the the opening. Yeah, that music is really cool. I like that a lot. My, Kyle and I used to always think uh, that. Oh, oh God, God, what is it? Uh, it's like Leva Vitale or F Fatal Fatalis. Libere like Fatale. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Um, Kyle and I used to picture that music. We, we, we're always saying that classical music is about food. Like if you could if you could just close your eyes when you listen to classical music and you can envision some Pixar or Disney-esque type animation where it's like a chef frantically doing something. And that song in particular to me, just if you close your eyes and picture somebody like trying to make a big cake, but they're very busy. It's so, it's such a beautiful image. <laughs> I feel I love it like so this much. is directly influenced by old Looney Tunes cartoons that played like the marriage of Figaro over Bugs Bunny, <laughs> like making a salad. Probably. Yeah. I'm, I, I actually think that that could be the case. You're right. Like um, that's, that's where that image comes from. But it's so, it really does. It's so perfect because they're, it, it doesn't actually fit. So that's it. It's one of those things where the the opposites make it, or they're not even really opposites. It's just like two completely different things that then um, together work well in my head, and maybe only my head and Kyle's head. Who knows? <laughs> I will say that um, Jesse might uh, might disagree somewhat. Well, she might have some more nuance. If you're an actual professional, I believe that 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 would make sense. <laughs> But if you're I think she would also say that music is what you make of it. Sure, sure. I think so it would help like if I could, whatever if... whatever imagery makes whatever imagery it brings to mind, whatever imagery like you think of that makes you enjoy the music more is the right imagery. Because like picture some picture some beautiful classical music just to baking bread. It, it just works. It really works. The next time you hear some music, just just close your eyes and think of something that comes to your mind food related. There's honestly like so that brings up a very specific image in my head because I really like Yakitate Japan. I was about to say it's going to be it's going to be bread anime. <laughs> yeah, it just and that I like I wouldn't say that the music in that is necessarily quote unquote classical, but it is sure. instrumental. Yeah. And they use a lot of it while people are baking bread. So, yeah, that's a very distinct image in my mind. I got to get back to watching that. <laughs> I started doing a watch party in Discord. Yeah, I remember that. that with people, and we only got up to like episode ten, which is basically where the show starts getting good. I, I I would actually like to watch it. I've never watched more than basically sort of a little bit of an idea of it and some clips and things. So it'd be it's fun to watch. It's very fun. It. It's actually a legitimately good show. Like it's it's goofy as hell. 
Sure. But like the the actual like bread battles are awesome. It's actually really cool. The, the stuff they come up with. It's actually like the execution of it is incredible. And there's there are multiple things in that. Uh, there's multiple things in that show that you come out of and you're like, that sounds freaking delicious. <laughs> like, well, that's, that's not just like a goofy it. thing. That seems really good, actually. <laughs> I wonder if that actually works. Like, is that real? Yeah. <laughs> I imagine in most cases it does not, but maybe in, maybe in Japan. I'm I, yeah. <laughs> there, dude, there's a there's a thing in that damn show. There's a there's one episode where it where the guy makes non mm-hmm. by sticking the dough to the top of the oven. What? And he 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 just like <laughs> he sticks it to the top of the oven and as it bakes it falls and turns into Mount Fuji. <laughs> like the way it like the way it like kind of spreads out as it falls from the edges. Of course. It has this sort of it has this sort of like mountain like shape. And then there's a little thing at the top to make like the little to make like the little snow peak. And it looks like Mount Fuji. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, that one's probably not real. That's I'm that's not sure why garbage. But I feel like that's not real. <laughs> but, you know, so, some of them are just like, oh, yeah, I, you know, I used these spices to make it go well with this thing. And I'm like, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. But it's not know, too anime. Yeah. But most of it is just like. <laughs> I use fun. my my supernatural technique to to make this bread, you know clean your teeth or something. <laughs> I hope that's actually an arc. It, I, there's something, there is definitely something that like, where it's like extreme health benefits or something like that. <laughs> and someone like goes and starts lifting weights or some, because a big <laughs> part of it is, is terrible like, and weighs 50 pounds. <laughs> a big part of this show is like, like it's heavily, it's a gag manga. Yes, originally. It so it's heavily about like just the visual gags. And a lot of it is just like when someone tries the bread, they have this over the top reaction that oh, the best usually reaction. is heavily rooted in like some sort of Japanese pun. Ah, OK. Which takes like a large amount of explaining to even get to like, what even does this all mean? Right, right. So like there's a there's a whole there's a whole art there's like a training arc or a training episode I suppose where like they're they're basically using the pun where like umai means delicious okay. right and the and the manager dude is saying like I want you to make uh I want you to make bread that's like that's uma which is because it's made with milk and Uma is onomatopoeia for like a horse mooing yeah. in Japan. Yeah. And then like, but then it's like, oh, well, my, you know, my uh, sister or whatever has a milk allergy. So you have to find a way to make it, you know, to make the the bread taste <laughs> umai like it has milk, but not use milk. Right. And the answer is to use goat milk. Ah, uh, okay. Because that doesn't have the same thing that makes you allergic to 
thing or whatever. Okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But the the onomatopoeia for a goat like bleeding is ume. So it's like, ah. oh, you solved it by not making uma bread. You made ume bread. <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, this is a nightmare. Like just just now, I'm like, hey everyone, do you get it? Because right, right, that right, is right. a nightmare to try to explain. Yeah, that's that's that would be one of those ones where if it's translated by fans, you have to pause it because they have a, a paragraph. <laughs> it's like of text. a paragraph of text <laughs> yeah, explaining yeah. what the fuck is going on, and you're like, "Oh, okay." He's like, "All right, yeah, I get it. Thanks." Yeah, thanks. Uh, the the scene is ruined, but that's fine. Yep. <laughs> like the the Kekaku whole Kaku means plan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> uh... All anime. Cool. My God. Oh, speaking of anime, um, I, uh, I finally, this actually was a couple weeks ago now or like mm. a week and a half. Um, so while I was recovering from my, uh, from my surgery last week, mm-hmm. um, I finally booted up and finished Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, hey. For like, after like two years. It has some cool... It, it, the the end, depending on the house you picked, ha, there's some pretty like actually all three of them are fun, but there's the the end sequences are pretty neat. Yeah, yes, and all, like okay, so it's weird. I I think that the endings are cool. Yeah, I on some level appreciate that there are three separate, like distinct paths, distinct happy endings, mm-hmm. depending on which way you decide to go with it. Um. I really dislike that all of those endings involve walking over the corpses of the other people. Yeah, it's kind of sad. Like, but it's kind of cool. Because <laughs> the thing is, like, when you play each person's story, you, you see like their each person's story. story, like, you see things from their point of view, and it's like, oh, this is reasonable. What you're trying to accomplish is understandable. Like, this... You have a you have a vision for the future that is something that would not be a bad thing to come to pass. Like you're saying all the right things. Sure. And honestly, at the end of the day, I don't particularly think that the three houses are particularly opposed to one another. Mm -mm. Like they all ultimately want the same kind of thing, but I guess they all just want to be the one in charge of it. And that's where the conflict comes from. So on one hand, like anime fan me wants the true ending where everyone can have their happy ending. On the other hand, there's a part of me that appreciates that they sort of respect the reality where that that's not a thing. Yeah. Like when it comes to war, everyone doesn't just decide to join hands at the end of war before there's any before there's any casualties that matter to you and and just decide like oh it turns out you know we were all fighting for the same thing and we should unite against a common enemy and and defeat the true evil and then we can all live happily ever after together in unity (laughs) like that's not how that works Yeah. Like war doesn't work that way. War works by, you know, you just have to subjugate the people who disagree with you. And it it never changes. And and war never changes, except when it has changed. (laughs) Except when war has changed. (laughs) 
I think that War Never Changes from Fallout is the stronger uh, is the stronger line at this point because they use it in every game. Whereas yeah, like I, War has changed is only in MGS4. It's it's and it's only awesome because it's um David Hayter saying it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like like that dude when he does that voice, especially old like the super old man version of Snake where he's been smoking all of his life and he doesn't care anymore. Yeah. Um that version of his voice is is so fun that he could just read like the the nutritional facts on a label and you'd be like, this is pretty cool. <laughs> it's funny because I feel like like I've seen David Hayter and a couple of other things now. I saw him as an he was an actor or he was <laughs> he was like the dude in some weird. Uh, it's not like a Sentai film technic, really, but it's like he was in it was like some power armor suit or some crap. Mm. It was so weird. I can't think of what it's called now like an irl thing yes yeah it was i can't what's the movie called or i suppose a, a live action movie yeah I live action I, can't, I gotta look it up um i know he was uh the other voice things i can think of i know he played like giver yeah giver not mick giver <laughs> no no let me just show you what this is hold on <laughs> what Starting the David is this an, is this an american movie i think so I don't know. What is what? Is, yeah, 1994 American yeah, superhero oh, film based oh, on the in... manga and anime Bio Booster Armor Giver. Yeah, dude. I, maybe it was only in Japan. I'm not sure, but I, I, mean, I it definitely says it's an saw American this. movie. Oh, okay, it does. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. American superhero film derp. <laughs> <laughs> wait, hold on. Okay, wait, hold on. Okay, okay. So I'm looking at the Wikipedia for this. And I'm getting some mixed messages. <laughs> Let me hear it. Um. <laughs> so, American superhero film, country, United States, language, English, runtime, 123 minutes, release date, April 20th, 1994, in Japan. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking about, too. I'm kind of confused by that. Maybe it was a direct... So it says it's Dude. a sequel to the 1991 film The Giver. Hold on. Oh, wait. So, okay. The Giver maybe was the American superhero film. Then that's Mark Hamill? Wait, what? Aha. Due to the film's low budget, it went direct to video in the yep. United States, but was given a limited theatrical run in foreign countries. Okay. Yeah. So it must have had a theatrical release in Japan. And, and click the link to this because the, the Giver Dark Heroes, a sequel to the first Giver. Click that for a minute and you can see Mark Hamill as the original Giver or well, half of his face anyways. That sure part is human, Mark part Hamill. Alien. Pure superpower. That's early <laughs> 90s Mark Hamill. Yeah. <laughs> Back when I think he was probably still trying to have a theatrical career. But was, <laughs> or reco maybe this is what... but was recovering from having. Oh, my God. Do you see who directed this? Which one? The first one. The um... Giver. Guy, the Giver. Screaming Mad George! <laughs> it all comes full circle! How does this always happen to us? What the hell? Like, a person I Holy never shit. knew existed until, like, a month ago. And you're Holy like, oh, shit. yeah, no, they're, a, you know, they're, they were kind of, like, a big deal. Yeah, he did some stuff. He did some stuff, and I'm like, okay, I'm never going to see any of the stuff he did, though, in this video game. Well, apparently, he did The Giver. Holy and a crap. weird and a weird like metal pinball game <laughs> of course 
Uh, so thanks, David Hader, for for bringing us full circle as you as only David Hader could. That's true. <laughs> as we I, talk about the Metal only Gear other Solid thing 4. I was going to say is like now that he's not doing Snake anymore, I'm seeing people just pick him up to do just hey, you've got a voice people like, and let's just have you play Solid Snake as this other character. <laughs> yeah, because when he did the voice in uh uh what you call it in Bloodstained, um, yeah, that was great. Yeah, yeah, it's great, but he's just Snake. Yeah, he's totally Snake. It's I, just he's just doing the Snake voice. He's also the he in the English version of Like a Dragon. He plays the bartender. Oh man, I I okay. So whenever I get around to playing that game, I'll have to play that part of it in English. <laughs> you can you can actually switch back and forth. That's you so have to cool. do it like in the menu before you start. I think. Sure. Okay. So it, then because it, it loads it. in all of the voices in one language or another, but but yeah the. I played a little bit of it in English. I've seen a little bit of it of it in English. It's hard to switch back to English no, having uh, yeah. played all of the games in Japanese, especially when you start seeing like characters you recognize. That it would be hard for me to to even even when I watch anime that has good English voice acting, I still like watching it in Japanese just because yeah. it feels right sometimes. Especially when they when they there's lots of there's lots of japanese where they're not actually saying anything yeah. it's just like sounds yeah and then then they translate it it means something else yeah and but when they try to sometimes when they do the english dubs of it they actually have the person trying to make those sounds too and it's like mm, that doesn't work in yeah that's, it's not a thing we do in english it just sounds strange like you're trying to do that you're trying to make it like one-to-one but this doesn't translate one-to-one yeah yeah exactly yeah, I get that. It, there's there's a lot of nuance that's lost both ways, but Apparently but I also one... like there when there's a good dub, like a really good dub, and I just decide to go for that. Sometimes, if it's really good, I'm just like, okay, we're doing this. Oh yeah, no, I agree. I've so I've like done Thirteen that. Sentinels. I, mean, I was gonna say Thirteen. I actually we 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 played it in Japanese, but we tried it out in English, and I was like, okay, this is good. Yeah, I like, I I, I, I what I like to it. do sometimes is I'm like I'll start in English. Because if I start in Japanese, I probably won't switch. Yes, yeah. So I'll start in English and see if it's good, and just kind of like hear the voices and see how it, uh, you know, see how it sounds. And I started that, and it was so natural; it never even occurred to me to switch back. <laughs> I just, well, I and just it was played nice the whole thing in English, and I was like, "This is amazing." It's good too, since you were streaming it. Like it, it helped also because then you don't have to feel obligated to read everything. Yeah, it, it helps a ton. Speaking of Apparently, which, I still want to I still want to play Disco Elysium, but that's being pushed like with the requests and everything like that's Christmas. being pushed like so far down the. <laughs> so I so there was a YouTube series that I was watching of Disco Elysium and I stopped watching it because I was like, oh, I don't want to see too far into the story because I want to play it and I want to be unspoiled for the story. Mm -hmm. And I started watching it again last night because I'm just like, you know what? At this point, by the time I'm actually able to get around to playing to playing it myself, I probably won't remember half of it anyway. And also the story can diverge so wildly that I might I'll probably just appreciate seeing different stuff anyway. Yeah, for sure. So. I just started it's, watching it's, it again. Oh, that's cool. So that's what I've been up to. Oh, well. That and Earthworm Jim. Or yeah, that's I guess I guess we could talk about about Earthworm Jim. I've I've had some I've had a night to sleep on it. So I I'm not, I'm I really don't have 
too many opinions about the game itself maybe some design ideas but yeah since i didn't play it i don't feel like it's fair for me to have to say anything other than <laughs> that some parts looked painful <laughs> mm. well um, i mean to be completely fair you have played some parts of it yes yes in the past so you're not completely blind on it you watch there, bits of my playthrough there was there was a fun moment when you were playing it and you were well actually it was hard to watch because it was when you were getting really <laughs> upset <laughs> it was, that's it was that's twitch.tv slash time wander back of the box <laughs> quote it's hard to watch i was i was uncomfortable because i don't like seeing people get upset and you were getting really upset because you didn't know that you could hold down or whatever yeah, to stand on the, yeah, the basketballs. Um, but she's like, is, is everything okay? And I was like, oh, he's just playing Earthworm. She's like, oh, and then she looked at it for a minute. And then like a minute or two later, she's like, wait a minute. I played that game. <laughs> it's I really hard. Like that's, I feel like it's <laughs> that is a thing for everybody is like, oh, yeah, I played that game. <laughs> but then like no one remembers anything past level two. <laughs> Yeah, she said that she she played it like for maybe three or four levels and then she could never get past them after that or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. And we'll we'll talk more about why that is after this brief commercial break. All right, so uh, Earthworm Jim. Yeah, I played it's... it yesterday. I yelled at it a whole bunch. You did. You've played it before because everybody's played it for at least like 20 minutes. Yeah. I feel like I feel like it's one of those games that like no matter how little you play it, everyone remembers it. I totally remember the this game and like Boogerman. Yeah. Like these kind of like gross out sort of. I mean, I know Earthworm Jim's not really that gross, it's... Uh, but it has some gross, gross ish moments. There absolutely is a reason to talk about both of those games in the same sentence. <laughs> yeah. And we talked about it quite a bit during the stream, like Earthworm Jim is a product of its time. Mm -hmm. And that time is when they were selling like creepy crawlies. Yep. As a as a thing and like garbage pail kids. And the whole marketing tilt was like, hey, boys like gross stuff. Sell them stuff that's gross. Yeah, the, the history of Earthworm Jim is kind of funny because the team that made it, they had just finished making, I think they had did something for Disney. Like, I, I know they worked, I'm pretty sure they worked on Disney Aladdin and uh-huh. they worked on uh, the 7-Up, uh, the cool spot. cool spot game. Yeah, and this so when they were as fair as Cool Spot. Yeah, yeah, well, so they got finished with that and now they're making their own game. They're like, let's go wild. Like, now we're not, we're, we're not, we're not like uh, we don't have someone at the top saying, no, you can't do something yucky or gross or right, weird right. or anything, which is sort of just why make, they kind just of just make what you want. Yeah. And so they, they just they just went with it because. OK, so I believe this I believe this is correct. But Playmates Toys, like the toy company that made like action figures and stuff, mm-hmm. they had a really huge success with the Tur- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Right, and so Playmates right, was right. like, hey, I want to start, we want to have a franchise that's ours, that we own, that's not just making another company's toys. And they actually decided to make a video, like start by making a video game, which was pretty much unheard of, right? Yeah, it's yeah. The early 90s, like that doesn't even make sense in some ways. Right, right. Um, and so they liked, or they were, they were, they were, I, I think it was Sonic. I think they were, I think Sonic the Hedgehog was what what sort of got them into like hey this this sonic thing is new and it's really popular like look at the success of it which actually makes sense if you think about it uh now that we know how late into the 
existence Sonic actually came out when you think about the history of Sega and look now it's their mascot. So they're like, okay, people are into games. Like this is a thing that can happen. Let's then they came, they got this character Earthworm Jim. I think they had bought the a sketch of the idea from somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then boom, Earthworm Jim came out and it was a really big success because it ended up spawning, as you know, the cartoon, which yep. I didn't know about until I, I want to say, I don't know, last five years or something like that. Like I didn't, I did not know there was a cartoon for Earthworm Jim, and your experience was the total opposite. I believe, total right? opposite. <laughs> I I knew about the cartoon and didn't watch it because I wasn't interested because it was because I was never really into the to the like weird gross out humor stuff. Sure, yeah. Um, like I didn't even really like Ren and Stimpy that much. Yeah, I, I kind of um, did. Just the shock value of it was fun, but I didn't really watch it because I liked it. I think I watched it because I was curious. Sure. I, you don't really have, like, Ren and Stimpy is... Ren and Stimpy is a very popular thing of, of its era. You don't have to justify, like, like me no, no, being, like, being... not into something that's popular. You don't have to be like, well, I liked it, but it, you know, it was... I was just kind of curious about, like, it's fine if you liked it. No, of course. I that's not what I I really do mean though that it was one of those it was like it was a a show that I remember watching because it was I wasn't supposed to. So yeah, it, it didn't matter if I, I liked it or not. Yeah. And because yeah, yeah. my mom if she saw it on the TV she'd be like turn that off right now like right, she really right, hated right, it. Right. So it wasn't that I cared about the show. It was more of that ooh, I'm not supposed to watch this. Yeah. It was kind of fun. That sort of like that sort of like forbidden thing. Yes, yeah. Um yeah, sometimes like Sometimes I would sometimes I'd watch things for that reason. And sometimes I would like I don't know, I'd have a, a like different feelings about it. Sometimes mm-hmm. that would make me uncomfortable and I would just like not want to watch it because I'd be afraid of getting in trouble. <laughs> sure. Yeah. But like I, I get the feeling. Um, I feel like to a lesser extent, cow and chicken kind of covers like the same. I yes, yeah, it's, it's basically like a, the same ground lighthearted <laughs> yeah 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 it's not a it's not as like cow and chicken wasn't as extreme mm-hmm. it was more cartoony whereas like whereas ren and stimpy went into like some really some really hard uncomfortable gross stuff <laughs> yeah and i think earthworm jim is more in the rain it is more in the range of like cow and chicken Mm-hmm. where it's like it's it's gross but it's it's gross in like a, a sort of lighthearted, acceptable way yeah but yeah that's kind of where they went with a lot of those shows some like like even even Rocco's modern life and some of those things they all yeah, had yeah. kind of those moments of oh that's nasty like yeah if that's, you actually think about it that but totally counts yeah I, I totally agree with that um yeah so for the longest time like earthworm jim aired i believe after freakazoid on saturday morning oh, okay um for a time anyway. Uh there was also Road Rovers, which was basically hmm. like a look up an image. Basically like a think like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but dogs. And they drive. <laughs> oh my god, I okay, this image I totally remember. Yeah. I I had episodes. I remember the, of yeah, that the one show. in the straight jacket. <laughs> yep. That's I don't thing. think I ever watched this show though. I I totally I absolutely remember the 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 still of them. Yeah, I remember like so the thing is they're all oh, like that is they're, not they're all like the order. pet dogs from different countries. Yeah. <laughs> so, so sorry. I was distracted by the Google image search of what popped up. 
that's probably not okay <laughs> that was that was definitely not official artwork but anyways yeah no i i can i'm not surprised that it went that direction <laughs> no, i mean it seems very fitting like it I, well, seems like that's where that belongs like, almost let's put it right out there they're and they're like somewhat attractive <laughs> anthropomorphic dogs it is absolutely just full furry culture given mainstream form yeah like 100 percent, 100 percent. now like you know 15 year old me 14 year old me wasn't thinking that at the time no no but like but at the same time like you know 10 year old me absolutely watched disney's robin hood and had strange feelings that i didn't understand when maid marion fluttered her eyelashes <laughs> so like i get where that comes from yeah like and this is totally that but i really like like independent of all that i really like the show it's basically just teenage mutant ninja turtles they're they're the dogs of like different world leaders of like the u.s and britain and germany and russia and okay. they all have their overwrought, you know, British and German and Russian accents. Yeah. And they all become anthropomorphic superhero dogs who drive cars and planes and boats and stuff. <laughs> so they're road rovers. And I, for whatever reason, I just took to it probably just because I really like dogs. Fair. And like, you know, that was a that was a record the episodes on VHS <clears throat> off of TV off the TV oh, for sure. and then just yes. like and then just watch them over and over later. That was <laughs> that show for me. That's awesome. So it so I know of Earthworm Jim because there were like tons and tons and tons of ads for it during mm-hmm. those other shows that I was watching. Also shout outs to Waynehead, the uh the Damon Wayans cartoon about <laughs> child Damon Wayans. Wearing a big, like, corrective boot. That's literally all I remember about that show. It was a very weird show. (laughs) Yeah, I'm looking at the images of this one, and I I feel like I've seen the character before, the the little boy, Mm -hmm. but I've never watched it ever. It's, um... It's on Amazon. If you can think of, like, a... It's like a Cosby Kids kind of thing. Yeah. But Damon Wayans made it. Yeah, that's essentially what the show was. Oh, it had Uh, one season. Yep, that sounds about right. That sounds about right. So, yeah. So Earthworm Jim was like my knowledge of Earthworm Jim was basically that cartoon for decades. And I didn't watch (laughs) it. And then later I met Jesse and she had her Genesis and she had Earthworm Jim for her Genesis. And I was like, oh, cool. I didn't know they made a game out of that cartoon. (laughs) <laughs> and she's like what and she's this like my what childhood? cartoon and then I, that's when I realized that nobody knows that Earthworm Jim had a cartoon they only know the game <laughs> right yeah <laughs> but that was a weird thing for me because it came out on SNES and I you know I played a lot of weird games for SNES because you know my parents would go to the video store and just like I didn't get to pick <clears throat> out my own games they would just grab whatever they thought looked interesting and bring it home yeah and so I just played it. So I, you know, I played everything from, you know, Home Alone games to Trolls games to, you know, every movie licensed game you can think of. <laughs> Can't imagine why I do so well in Cusa Grande. Yeah, really. I don't have a clue. 
But I, Earthworm Jim is just never one that made it to my made it to my house. So I just was blissfully unaware of it for the longest time. And so herein lies the problem with Earthworm Jim. I feel having played it in a modern era that it, this is one of those games where the enjoyment of Earthworm Jim is derived entirely for, from nostalgia for the first two levels. <laughs> it's kind of like Battletoads. Yep. Yeah, I, I compare it directly to Battletoads, where it's like people play the first couple levels and they're fun and they're interesting and they're unique and they're not super terribly difficult to go through, but there's a lot of like interesting mechanics. There's you have to use the whole like, you know, pick yourself up, pick yourself up off the uh, when you're climbing across the wire. Yeah. To like not get bit by the dog. There's the whole like there's oh, the whole like cool chain repel missions. thing that you have to like shoot your gun to like to use like the recoil to push you in the other direction. That's a really yeah, cool mechanic. Yeah. There's the first stage or two throw a lot of really cool and unique and interesting mechanics in there. Mm-hmm. There's a, there's also like the first thing you do in that game is just cow launched. And it doesn't give you any indication as to why that's a thing. Okay. It's just a, you drop a refrigerator on a tree branch and it, and it catapults a cow off into space that you then like see flying through the next couple of stages. And it's just, yeah, there's a cow. Seems fair. Yeah. There's, there's just a bunch of like random nineties humor. Yes. Yeah. That's what that sounds like. I mean, the ending is here's a a bumblebee that you're a, that you want to get with, and then a cow falls on, it, and that's the end of the game. Yep. So, the game does not play well. <laughs> it looked it looked sloppy. <laughs> it's sloppy. <laughs> the the hitboxes are confusing. The um, I do actually. I'll I'll say this: the gun feels pretty good to use. I, my my only complaint about the gun is I don't understand why bother having ammo if you're going to get virtually limitless ammo anyways. Because it's I, not technically limitless. It's only it's only like you do have to manage it. No, I know, I know, but I I I guess I just don't get it because using the melee attack is beyond painful. Yes, like, true. It's it's just one of those weird mechanics that they're like well you have to have ammo it wouldn't be fair otherwise right 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 (laughs) like the game's not hard enough if we don't give you another thing to worry about aside from bad platforming or well average platforming because it's not really bad it's no it's not i wouldn't say it's bad it's it's just what you it's sort of of it's tricky of its time yeah 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 it's tricky and is not only it's not always um it's not always it doesn't always feel fair. I think it is fair. I think it's fairly consistent, mm-hmm. but yeah. like it feels unfair sometimes. Uh, way too many. Um, the camera is pulled in too far, so you can't see enough of your surrounding. Um, it's like that so that you can put more be- because they wanted to put more detail on Jim himself. Mm, okay. Like, so your sprite is really, really large so that they can put a lot of so they can make it really detailed and look really good. The problem is your sprites really large. So compared oh, to the okay. compared to the rest of the game, like your hitbox is big. Uh, you can't see enough of the 
enough of the world around you. So that leads to a lot of blind jumps, a lot of enemies zipping in from off screen before you can react. Yeah. Um, you know, all of the problems that you would associate with the camera is too close. And I understand why it's like that, but it mm-hmm. does make it frustrating to play. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the flip side, the the actual like graphics and animation and like the visuals it's on really this game pretty. are incredible. Yeah. Like, especially for this being like the studio, this studio's first uh, foray into video games and being able to pull well, off something like this. They had made other stuff. Well, Shiny Entertainment specifically. Oh, I um, guess. I guess. Like that team had not put a game together before. Like they had experience. Like David Perry worked on. Uh, yeah. Cool Spot. And cool Aladdin Spot and, and Aladdin. Like you said, he I guess he worked for Virgin Virgin Games. Oh, hey, he, he actually I'm, I'm, I just looked up right now because I was curious what you were talking about. He 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 apparently. Oh, never mind. He had received offers to work at Sega Technical, Sega Technical Institute. Institute. Yeah. Yep. And Playmate Toys. OK. Oh, OK. Interesting. So, yeah. So like so their actual like their actual game, their actual first uh, game together as a team um, is was Earthworm Jim. So like, OK, yeah, that it's not sense. that the, it's not that it's the first time any of them had worked on a video game, but it is the first time that they put together, together a game to together. And that's really impressive for this to be a first foray. Like they have some very, very talented artists like and I'm I'm talking about like not just like the not just like the backgrounds and the enemy design and the character design and all that. That stuff's all really cool. Mm-hmm. but the <clears throat> animations are actually really, really impressive. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Um, even right down to like the idle animations, but like the whole, like pull the, pull the worm body out of the top and use it as a whip. And then like, you can see his face as you're like swinging from a hook. No, they didn't. Then, it's, it's really pretty. Um, like the, they're all, the, the animations are extremely smooth. Yeah. Super, super smooth. It looks really, really great for the time. Yeah, really great. Um, So like that's the trade off is like it looks really good because of where they've decided to put the camera and how much detail they put on the uh, uh, how much detail they put on the on the sprites. Um, Even like after you finish the Andy asteroid section, that whole like right, like bucking Bronco riding the rocket doing like the lasso thing. (laughs) Yeah, like that animation is really smooth. It looks really good. It's super fun. Like, super, super fun. I, I like that. I really appreciate that. The problem is the gameplay suffers. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, like, that's that's the trade-off. But, so, I, that's part of what I'm saying when I, when I say that I feel like a lot of this is nostalgia-based. Mm-hmm. Is, like, ultimately, for most people, um, the visuals and sound of an experience... Especially when it's like, I didn't even mention that, like, in addition to the art being really, really good, it's super unique. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like the the ideas that they the ideas that they actually put in this game are are really not typical. Um, Like there's no ice level. There's no like forest or jungle level. You do have a fire level, but it's literally just hell. (laughs) <laughs> so that's actually and, and they play night on bald mountain in the background so like 
it does actually have a even though it's just like the lava level it does have <laughs> yeah. like a unique flavor to it that's cool um although the, that level wait which is the one where you're in I, I saw you playing one i think you're in space and you're doing an escort mission which is super cool not uh and actually the escort mission itself is kind of neat i think the, it's just the that escort it doesn't mission, work. the peter puppy escort mission is actually really unique and even yeah, though I think it was it frustrating just, i did kind of like it I was going to say, I think it's, I think it's, it would have worked better if there was a few things that were different, like the weird meteor sections. Yes. That was, God. those can, those can go to hell. I, that was just strange. Well, actually, no, they would have been on, they would have been unfun in the hell level too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that like everything about that other than the meteors was actually really cool. Mm-hmm. It's it's it reminded me like there are indie games that are basically that kind of thing mm-hmm. where you have to like almost it's it's basically like a lemmings style mini game but it but in a platformer uh in a in a platformer variety rather than a uh rather than like a, a sort of topped out or like god game type of yeah. menu based thing it's like yeah he's just gonna this character is just gonna go in a straight line at, at a consistent speed and here are the things you can do to like change what he's doing or change what the uh or change the environment around him so that he is safe right which is something that's been done before uh i would say in 94 is probably less common but fair um but still like not something like super super like unique or or new like for me now but i really like the idea that if you let this cute little puppy come to harm he does his mr hyde trans uh he does his mr hyde (laughs) transformation and just kicks your ass i also like that it was that part of the stage was actually really forgiving because it only took like 10% of your life if you made yes. a mistake. Like, yeah, that's like, actually awesome. <laughs> letting him fall rather than it just being an instant, like, an instant death or game over is yeah, like the first time one of the spawned... least damaging things in the whole stage. <laughs> yeah, was, the first time I spawned, I was like, oh, shit, you're dead. And then I was like, wait, wait, oh, no. It just said, oh, you got to redo this section, have a little penalty, but it looked fun. Yep. Like, it looked really good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was actually I think that's super probably. Fine. I think that's also the reason why the game is so fondly remembered is the the music's definitely fits and the art is just so pretty, right? Like everything, it looks good. So I think that helps. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's partially why it's, it's, it has such a soft spot for a lot of people. I feel like. Yeah. And I feel like people remember that. Like they are, they remember like so much of the art, so much of the scenarios are super memorable. I mean, it's 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 actually interesting that it was a toy company that was starting it because it does feel like, mm-hmm. hey, these feel like action figures already. Yep, like absolutely. That, that 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 is not an accident. Absolutely, uh, that that's one of those moments where you can see the the marketing and you're like, oh yeah, this is this they did they started with this as a purpose to to start a brand, right? They, like it wasn't to make a game. They exactly. absolutely knew exactly what they were trying to do, and yeah. in many ways, they succeeded. There was oh, a cartoon. Think, you I think know they definitely there was, succeeded. You know there were toys. Yeah, lots of toys. I mean, heck, they made a second game, which my understanding is the second one's better. 
Jesse, like I talked with Jesse about it yesterday and she was giving me like back pats and asking if I was okay. And I was like, it's fine. It's just a video game. <laughs> like I, I did so much yelling at the game because of so you much did. stuff that was frustrating. But like I was genuinely uncomfortable at one point when, when you were when you were dying to the basketball things. I was like, oh, God, Dean's like he's like dropping the F bomb. He's he's throwing his controller almost I'm like, oh, man, I hope he's I hope he's OK. I'm and OK. Then, I like, mean, and I knew you were actually okay, but it was, I have, I have those moments too, where you're playing something, you just get into it. And then all of a sudden you're just like, and you just, you know, you want to, mm-hmm, you want to mm-hmm, do something yep. stupid, like punch a, you know, a desk or a table. One time I punched my desk and there was my, I had a stapler cause I was doing a project in high school and I literally stapled my hand. And then I just started to laugh. Cause like, okay, I deserved that. <laughs> yep. Yep. My, uh, my go-to like, so I've never broken anything out of oh yeah like, i never broke anything out of yeah, out of like there. the you know the momentary frustration rage yeah. um <laughs> my my go-to my go-to like rage overflow mode and it doesn't happen that often but um if i'm on a couch i will i will spike the controller on the couch <laughs> so kyle did that one time when he was at i'm super protective of my controllers and stuff i am like, too i was i was like the weird person at the party that's like hey wash your hands if you're gonna play with my controller yeah. so people no would dorito bring own, dust on the joysticks yeah like they would bring their own people would bring their own controllers because they're like yeah we're not dealing with with you tom I was like hey that's fine with me yeah that works <laughs> i don't care totally um and so one time we were he was playing shoot what is is it grim grimoire the the ps2 game yeah that sounds right um he was playing that on my ps3 and he got he got uh he got really upset at one part and like spiked the controller onto the footstool but he forgot that they were like the wireless controllers and there was no grab for it and the thing just like launched almost into the tv and yeah no that's not okay he threw it and then he panicked because he's like god i'm so sorry like he was already apologizing yeah because he was like i know it's yours i'm like dude it's fine everything's okay i'm i'm it's a i would have been all right i'm much older (laughs) than when we're talking about it originally happening right because you know ps3 is like 2009 or something sure so i was i was more relaxed about stuff um and but he was already apologizing because like dude i'm so sorry (laughs) it's like it's fine it's fine we all have those moments of of intense like the 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 feelings just fills you up and you like you have to release it somehow even if you feel kind of dumb afterwards yeah like i i feel like everyone sort of gets a uh you know, I, I see a lot of people on stream be like, I wouldn't have the patience for this. Yeah, yeah. And usually they'll say it when I'm like, not even mad. Yeah, you're like, what? No, I just died. I'm like, times. oh, this Who is cares? just it's it, it's it's a matter of mindset. Really. It is. Like it's if I go into something knowing that it's going to be like difficult and frustrating, and I'm going to have mm-hmm. to do it 30 times before I make any progress. Then like I prepare for that. And I, you know, and I react sort of like, um. I just sort of go into it sort of expecting failure. And yeah. so that becomes sort of the norm and I don't really get frustrated by it yeah, until, exactly. until like after I've been at it for like a really long time. Um, I think or when, something super cheap happens that was com- unexpected. The pre- right. Like, so if I've been doing something that I know is hard and I, I feel like I have a rhythm and I'm making the mistakes, but then something changes and I'm, then a part of me is like, okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> and that can hit me weird sometimes. I mean, to be honest, I've, I, I have, I think I used to get more upset about dumb stuff and games and there, there occasionally I'll have something that just 
<laughs> like just boils over to the point of sure. hilariousness and then i'm like oh god i've i have i need to i need to take a chill pill here like yep. i am it's I am time way... for a break yeah exactly exactly but i'm, I'm trying not I, I i would say in the last few years i've gotten a lot better about any sort of emotions like that and just kind of yeah okay i failed who cares i'll just try again like really because it doesn't actually matter yeah, yeah right like you just you just continue again but some sometimes it just it just hits you hard and so mm -hmm. i was nervous when i saw you and some of those stages where I was like, oh, God, this looks rough. Yeah, a big part of it is like whether or not your failure feels like your fault. True. Yeah, that's that's huge. Like, do you like and that's a I think that's a big part of where the frustration with Earthworm Jim comes from is it's it's not that it's inconsistent. It's not that it's cheap or that it's not your fault, but it's. Well, I mean, it is on first play because mm -hmm. the way that the game expects you to get through these areas is memorization. That's really oh, what it comes down yeah. to. They it want follows you to the exact. Just... It's it's exactly like every platformer mm -hmm. of that era where it was, except for Mario. Yeah. Except 90s. for well, it's it's funny to me because we always talk about of that era, but then you look at the ones that have like stood the test of time explicitly a lot like every mario game and you're like yeah these games are not designed this way and they're, they're not amazing. designed like that at all and like you look at mario and you're like yeah except for maybe mario 3 that one pushed the envelope in terms of length and difficulty a bit sure sure uh, for the average player but if you look at the most of the mario games it's like yeah hey these are fairly straightforward you play them you enjoy them but they're so fun you'll play them again right yeah. whereas i want i feel like sometimes design of, of of those other games is like yeah we figure once you beat this game you're never going to play it again right right it's 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 kind of i don't know because why else would you want to make something that's not not even just hard but almost just cheap like well it's i it's so we've talked about before um we've talked before about the using length playtime length of playtime mm -hmm. sure as a metric for whether a game is good or not like, oh, this game's not worth such and such amount of money. It's only five hours long. Yeah. Um, so I feel like a lot of difficulty curves in games from that era are steeped in the idea that you like if you can just easily walk through the game in two and a half hours, you'll feel cheated. Yeah. So if you are not forced to start again from the beginning, at least a couple of times, so as to get at least 10 to 15 hours out of the game before you see credits, then like, it's a problem. So I guess, I guess it's, it's, it's sort of a balancing act. Cause it's like when people say, oh, that RPG's not worth playing. Cause it's not 50 hours long. Right, 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 right. Like Chrono Trigger is like, only 25 hours. It is, is it even an RPG? Right. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's using, using length of time played is such a horrible metric for. Yeah a game being good or bad sure it can maybe play a part like usually for me it's almost always just too long though very rarely do i think wow that game's just way too short right i I've, i don't think i've ever had that really ever had that issue where i thought that it was a horrible thing because usually it's short for a good reason like they mm -hmm. have a story they want to tell and now it's done yeah the only time that i remember the only time i remember feeling like wow that was like shockingly short and i feel cheated Mm -hmm. was ground zeros uh, middle gear solid oh, ground zeros i wasn't and, even mad because i'm such a horrible fanboy <laughs> i mean yeah 
I, that, I completely agree with you. <laughs> and I, it was, it was, it, it was a bad choice to release it at the price that they did. Yes. And I, I didn't like, I was <clears throat> mitigated in that because I got it for free. It was like, a, I got it. Like I played it like a year later when it came out on like Xbox live. Okay. Yeah. Like their, yeah. their free game or whatever for the month. And I was like, oh yeah, let me, let me finally jump into this. And it's, it's, it's one mission. It is. It is. And then it's if a you, kind so, of long mission, but it's one mission. I like, I, I think I, yeah, I talked about this a few weeks ago. So I, I actually recently a hundred percent of it and did everything in yeah, the game. Yeah. And if you do everything, there's actually quite a, a decent amount of content. If you, if that's the way you find enjoyment in a game is, is getting everything done. But if, if you're playing it, like usually how I play Metal Gear Solid is just throw up on easy difficulty and enjoy the story. And I don't really care about anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, so if that's what you're going for with Ground Zeroes, you will be horribly disappointed, especially since you had been waiting so long for it. If if it's it's either you're going to be happy because you love the series, like I was excited and I didn't care, or you're going to be like, really, <laughs> this is this is what I'm getting right now. Yeah, but even with that, that's still like a first of all, it's an extreme example. It is because it's it, probably was the a, most it was a extreme. game in a major franchise that was billed as a essentially like a complete prologue game. Yeah. To kind of get you set up for the world and everything. And they sold it for $30. And if you just play the main story, it's less than an hour. (laughs) It really is. So that's a really, really extreme example. And that's the only time I can think of that the even the thought and it wasn't even like a I wasn't even angry I was just kind of surprised it was the only time I can think of when wow that was really short mm-hmm. that was like unsatisfyingly short even entered my mind aside from like it, there's a different category of this where like the game isn't really short but it leaves you on like a cliffhanger ending or there's like unresolved questions and stuff oh I've been disappointed at the ending of a game or at the conclusion of an experience where but it's usually like, it's it not like because of the it feels length. like the world is going to exp- they're setting up the world to expand way bigger than it does and then it's just kind of over right yes yeah but or, that's a or, different thing yeah and some games do that like really well enough of the gameplay yes yeah 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 usually it's not because of it's it's almost never because of the length that i'm having those feelings right because i don't necessarily think that a longer game would have fixed those issues because they clearly weren't ready to do them yet or they would have done them right that's kind of how i feel about that you know what i mean yeah yeah i totally agree with that so so looping us back to earthworm jim like that is a game that has five levels is it really only five levels Uh, i think okay i think it's technically six uh there's the first one there's the junk heap which is the first one and then there's the hell level which is the second one and this is putting aside all the Andy asteroids, like travel missions in between. Oh, okay. I was including those in there. That's because Lachie said she had done like four or five levels. So she, I'm thinking she was thinking of the. She's probably the, counting the Andy asteroids ones. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Um, that's so, basically just the Sonic Two uh, Chaos Emerald. Absolutely, mini-game. just the Sonic Two mini game. Okay. One hundred percent. That's all it is. <laughs> um, with a with a racing component. Oh, that's right. You have to race the the whatever chicken? i don't remember i think it's a chicken yeah uh i so funny story i uh so those those missions are called andy asteroids 
Yes. I got to the credits of the game and saw that one of the main uh, programmers, I think, is named Andy Astor. Oh, okay. And I'm like, that's oh, okay. Fun. Yeah, that's that's fun. <laughs> that was probably his idea, like yeah. as a transition screen or something then. <laughs> yep, that's neat. Because like you, you wonder like why Andy Asteroids? I, I love, that's one thing I do love about old games that you can't really get anymore because... The, it's laughable to think that there's one programmer or like yeah. three <laughs> who can just like put their name in the game for no reason. Right. Yeah. Because now it's like, well, here's Andy, Tom, you know, let's just read off a hundred names. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Asteroids. <laughs> here's the uh, here's the hundred people from the uh, Malaysian marketing team. Right? Yeah, it's just <laughs> it would be comical. But but uh, I'm surprised someone hasn't done that as like a, a joke. I'm sure I, I'm sure it has happened somewhere. We're just not Probably, aware of yeah. it. Um, <laughs> I mean, games are also way bigger where like if you, you know, you could probably just stick your name on a on an asset that lives in a corner somewhere. True. In this giant open world and like no one would even know about it for years. I have heard of people doing little things like that from time to time where they where they have something fun and silly that they're that they threw in there. Yeah. Bark, by the way. Bark, I don't know bark. what their problem is. I mean, they're, they're just upset about something. It's so Final Fantasy VIII, it's not Final Fantasy VIII, who knows? Right, right. <laughs> um, so the levels are the junk heap. There's the hell level. Um, I want to say that the third one was like the bungee, the, the bungee fight thing. I have no idea. I So I started watching you then on what was, I guess, technically the last level then, the or the second to last level or whatever. It's the one where you were on... There was you were stuck in a cage and you had you were jumping over. Oh, the water level. Yeah. Like electrical orbs and stuff. Yep. There's the water level and then the uh, the underwater level specifically. Mm. Um, Yeah, that's the one I I knew there was one I was I was missing. So uh, the junk heap, the hell level, the underwater level, then the the bungee snot thing. I Which totally was really, that. really frustrating until you figure out exactly the strategy that the game wants you to use on it. And then it's actually somewhat trivial. Welcome. Welcome. That is that is a hundred percent old game design. Yep, it sure is. Fight like, oh, this Contra boss is impossible, except if you stand here, nothing will ever hit you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was basically that kind of thing. Mm, okay. Um, and then there's the there's the intestinal one and then the and then Buttville, which is <laughs> the final it, excuse level. Excuse me. Buttville is the name of the final level. No, it's not. Where like, it I comes miss that. right up. Oh, wait, no. And the and the puppy escort, the Peter puppy. Oh, yeah. Escort yeah. Mission. So that's that's more than that's more than five. That's like six or seven. <laughs> yeah, no, like if you. I, I take it you haven't actually read the uh, you haven't actually read the actual like I didn't even read the manual for this I really should have I bet you there's I bet you it's a good time oh there's stuff um would you like to know the names of the bosses in this game I know the last one is like war like warm for a butt or something Queen slug, slug for, a, for butt. a butt yeah slug for a butt that's what it is which is why your which is why the last name is or the last game is is buttville the home of ah. queen slug for a butt okay but also just like lol 90s humor well oh yeah buttville yeah i i what yeah made, made i didn't not believe you i just 
couldn't believe it. <laughs> if you know what I mean. I get you. Hey, not was, to be confused by with a gamer. Professor Monkey for a head. Four gamers. <laughs> you know, oh, oh, intestinal distress. Okay, hold on, hold on. I, I do actually remember reading something about this. I need to look it up. Hold on. Because we were talking about differences in SNES and the Genesis version. I'm pretty sure the intestinal distress level is mm -hmm. the level that was unique to the Genesis version of the game. I and they, heard someone say that during the stream yesterday. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, allegedly it was because it was easier to compress stuff on the Genesis version. But it that turns out it more likely that Genesis was giving them a a uh, a discount on the cost of the cartridge. Aha. Uh -huh. So they were like, hey, make make us a bonus level. So that level was designed like the day before they released the game. Like in a single day, which is comical because that was a, one of the levels that you're like, what is happening? Like, this is just stupid because that was the one that had like the big rolly things coming in you af like off screen. You had no idea where anything was and you're like, whatever. <laughs> Sometimes literally spawning on top of me. <laughs> yeah. So so that don't be surprised. I mean, that's not a surprise rather. Yeah. Uh, if that's the if I'm pretty sure I have that straight in my head that mm -hmm. that's what that's what happened there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Nick states that they designed the level overnight and completed coding and testing the level in a single day, the day the game was sent to be printed to the console. So that they, Listen, they that's super <laughs> impressive. That's actually insanely impressive. That's incredibly impressive. <laughs> because, like, I didn't like that level, but it's not broken. And right. it's actually graphically really, like, it's actually it's kind really of... graphically impressive. And you do some neat stuff because there's like the way that you climb the levels is kind of neat. Yeah. Like the way that you kind of go through it is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> it's it's not just it doesn't feel like a level that was just slapped together. It no. feels like it feels like some real thought went into it. So like that's that's incredibly impressive <laughs> that they just threw that together in a day. That's really amazing. I ultimately think I would have preferred if they just not done it. <laughs> yeah well then but play the super cool nintendo that version they did that's you know what that that level that took them one that took them like one day to throw together overnight is someone's favorite video game moment yeah true like someone really really loves earthworm jim and really really specifically loves that level something about that level so like just because like i got frustrated by it like I'm still impressed that they did it. That's really, really cool. Like, well, and it's and, and when you, when you're getting frustrated by it, it's also obviously taken with a grain of salt because you're trying to play through a whole game in one stream without sure. stopping and all this stuff, right? So that that adds to the frustration sometimes. Yeah, there's a there's a bit of a pressure because it's like I don't have I don't I mean I technically kind no. of do, but like of, <laughs> none of this is self created pressure or deadlines. <laughs> yeah, but like. I am setting myself up in a in a way where like I'm not really allowed to just walk away from it and be right. I'm not I'm not allowed to just throw my hands up and be like, screw it. I'm not doing this. Well, I mean, you, you had to get done in time so you could show off the Brazilian exclusive um, Earthworm Jim Sega Master System four years later. <laughs> That's true. That's that is the wildest thing. Yeah. Like <laughs> it really is. So, yeah, for those of you who uh, who weren't on stream, which is some of you, I'm sure. Um, 
Earthworm Jim has a bunch of ports, and I'm not talking about, like, the new, like, there's a PC port. Apparently it got ported to Windows 95. Oh, really? And okay. And the data for that port is basically what consists of the current PC version of the game. Really? Yeah. Um, it's apparently not great. The controls are not responsive, and um, and the con- the controller support is non-existent. Because they literally just grabbed the the old 90s Windows 95 PC port and just slapped it on Steam. Yikes. Like, basically with no changes. <laughs> so, that sucks a little bit. I, I was actually looking it up and thinking about maybe grabbing that version. Mm-hmm. And everyone was like, don't play any other... Don't play this. Play any other version. This is... No. No. Well, it's good then that because uh, that game with more frustrating controls would would have I think it would have tipped the scale into being, hey, I don't I don't have anything good to say anymore. Well, so I did play. So I don't know if we talked about this on podcast or not, but apparently the Sega Master System is like massive in Brazil. Yes. Like specifically Brazil. I looked it up earlier. I was looking up the lifespan of the Sega Master System in different regions. And let me let me read you the the lifespan of the Sega Master System in in different uh, world regions. In Japan, uh, it, the Sega Master System was launched in 1985 mm-hmm. and discontinued in 1991. Uh, uh, in yeah. North America, it ran from 1986 to 1992. Really? Yep. In, in Europe, in Europe, it was actually a, it was actually more. Um, it actually had more of a footprint in Europe. The master system went from 1987 to 1996. Hmm. Okay. Um, the lifespan of the Sega master system in Brazil is listed as 1989 to present. <laughs> yeah, no, dude, it's, seri- it's seriously such a big deal in Brazil. They, they had cool. Okay. The chiefs had the Brazil, the, or the, had the Sega master system where it was, the console was the controller and you plug the controller oh, into the, okay. the TV. So it was like yeah, the Sega yeah. Master System Mini or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like the, the the plug and play thing. Yeah, you so get, it's, uh, it was... you see you see certain things like that where it's like Pac-Man or like Double Dragon that's just like the controller and it's got all of oh, the Oh no, this is there. big. This is a bit because it's old, right? This is from the Oh early okay. 90s. It's, it's okay. Um this is like early nineties Sega Master System kind of mini, basically, where you still like had to have the game and all that stuff. Um, but this console itself was the controller and it was smaller because you, so you could like sort of bring it with you if you had a big, like a TV to plug it into, but you know, it had the old style plugins to TVs and it even had the, you know, the two metal U shaped prongs that would go onto the back of really old TVs. Sure. Yeah. Um, so no, no, this is old. It's not, it's not one of the newer things. Yeah. Like when she was a kid, that's what, that's what they had. So yeah, I can see how that would like still be a thing. Yeah, that's I didn't know they were like it was still considered, quote unquote, active. I mean, I guess like probably people are still just developing for it. Or yeah, yeah, that's that's fun. I do love that. And I mean, like if 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 you're talking about just like fan games still developing for it, like you could basically say that every console is current. I suppose. Because like, you know, the NES got Battle Kid like a couple years ago which is like an original NES game. And it's unlicensed because Nintendo won't officially license anything. But Well, obviously. Nintendo. But, 
Yeah. Nintendo gonna Nintendo. <laughs> but the um but yeah, I mean like there's there's someone, there's people like there's a friend of mine that recently released like an original Genesis game. Like just in the last like three or four years. Oh, that's cool. Oh, there's um, that Game Boy game that's supposedly the Infinity Game Boy Color games coming yeah, out. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so they're like, you can make that argument for almost anything that like all of those consoles are still active. And that's to say nothing of like, you know, ROM hacks and mods and stuff like that. Yeah. Randomizers. I mean, hell, if you include ROM hacks, which is effect like that's what a randomizer is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, then everything is always or like being developed for in a way. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like it's 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 kind of a question of like what determines whether or not a, a console is still current. Like did when Nintendo released the SNES Mini, like technically they were just selling Super Nintendos again. So like does that mean that it came back? Does it is it now current? Right, right. So like does that count? It's it's uh, it's hard to say. So I don't know what that means on Wikipedia when it says 1989 to present, but I do know that the idea there is that the Sega Master System is big in Brazil and people really, they sold a bunch of them and they're really popular. Mm -hmm. So yeah. four years after Earthworm Jim came out on the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis, there's a, what, someone yesterday called it a, a demake of Earthworm okay. Jim. Yeah, sure. You know, like a, like a, yeah, I mean, I mean I, it's you definitely could also call a it a lower... down port. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's... I, it exists. It exists. <laughs> it's... it It's bad. It's 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 like, it's really bad. It, like, it, it doesn't control well. It doesn't run well. It, um... It honestly... Um... The... It, it clearly struggles to do what the game wants to do. Because yeah. the frame rate is not consistent for like any three seconds in the whole like I only played it for like maybe 20 minutes, but like it just like your running speed varies completely randomly just based on <laughs> whether or not the game wants to run properly. Yeah, like if it can even <laughs> if if it can go forward, you will move faster. <laughs> and I haven't played. um I haven't played a whole lot of um, Sega Master System at all. So I don't really have much to compare it to. Sure. But boy, this looked like an Amiga game or like a, <laughs> or like a Game Boy game. You should have played the Game Boy Color Earthworm Jim. I there was there was one of those. I feel like that's what they might have actually ported it from. Yeah, I'm wondering. Because Eurocom is listed as the creator of the uh, Game Boy and Game Gear uh, Earthworm Jim. Mm -hmm. And Eurocom is also who was credited on the uh, Master System port. Mm, so I wonder if they might have actually ported the Game Boy version or the or the Game Gear version rather than the uh, the actual Genesis version. However, that being said. Um, despite, despite all of that, I'm really kind of impressed that A, it exists at all, but B, that they like, the level design is like one-to-one -one exactly the same. That's pretty cool. Like, it's, a lot of times you get like a demake like that and it's just, you know, it kind of takes the spirit of the original, but does its own kind of thing. 
Yeah, yeah. This is actually them trying to just like just copy it one to one. You should you should play the game just to get to the final stage. I I'd like to know how the escort mission works or like the <laughs> the 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 weird one with all the hooking and stuff and like the bugs coming out at you like the eye thingies. I don't want to do that, but I might find like I might see if I can track down like a a long play. (laughs) Although considering it's a Brazil only version of the game, you might have to do it, man. Like no, you might. You might. This game came out four years after the PlayStation. How how many points? Will I need to force a podcast game? <laughs> I will. I, first of all, you don't have any more. Yeah, but I thought you said you're going to make more for for whenever you use the other channel yeah, points. Months from now, when I'm through okay. all the other, when I'm through all of the other, um, just just remember this might be this might be coming. <laughs> you'll forget. <laughs> you'll forget by the time by the time you actually have the ability to do it. Unless you're writing a post-it note nope. and sticking it I on the side you. of your computer right now, you will not remember this. I will not write it down, and if I if I forget, I forget. <laughs> well, and that's that's where it will be. I don't know if I will. That's the problem, Who though. Knows? Like Earthworm Jim, for all of its flaws, is hella memorable. <laughs> yeah, and I think that's kind of like that's kind of the big thing for it is it's really really easy to remember because it is unique and interesting and cool looking. Yeah. I mean, so the, my understanding was that the, the, they saw this, a sketch of the character from someone else who I don't actually think worked on the game originally or was, or something like that. Anyways, they were like, Oh yeah, we want this. This is the character we want for the game. Yeah. And they were right. Yeah. Like it was, it's one of those moments where if, if you know what you're looking at as like a designer or artist or developer or whatever it is that, that, you're in charge of where you're where you're kind of creating this new ip mm-hmm. they, they saw this character and they're like yep yep this is gonna stand this will stand the maybe not the test of time but it's going to work very well right now and then they were right and it ended up actually being a character that is kind of memorable kind forever of has, right like it, in some ways it stood the test of time like is it is earthworm jim still like a, a, a top tier franchise no 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 no, no, no. but well, everyone if you were asked, who's ever touched it remembers it ex- that's what i was gonna say is that it's one of those games where it's maybe it's based on how old you are. Like if you were around when the game came out, you still remember it, but I've played tons of games that I don't remember. So that still means something. I've played games on this podcast in the last year that I don't remember. Yeah. Well, when, when we do the year roundup or whatever, it's gonna be like, Oh yeah, we played that game. (laughs) Like what do you remember about Rygar? Uh, the, the music in that one part. (laughs) Yeah. The, the music in the cave. The music in the in the part, yeah, and the the respawning rolly things, and the and the big giant like buff master Roshi dudes. No, no, you know what I remember? The exceptionally good music in that one dungeon that's all bump, one color bump, brick. Bump 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 bump. <laughs> that's what I remember the most. I feel like it's I, I one it's one of those things where if you ask me to list all the games we played i couldn't do it but once we see it i'll be like oh yeah i can't remember this and we'll, and we'll together we'll be able to piece it piece it all uh stitch it all back together yeah yeah <laughs> that's the that's the joy of doing this together mm-hmm. yeah. we can we can supplement each other's memories we don't all have to remember <laughs> <Yeah>. it ourselves <laughs> it's, it's like it's like a mini wikipedia for i'm glad people. i'm you know what i'm glad i got to talk about the the master system port because that's you that's a really cool thing that i think you told me about last week 
Well, it, it came up because we were talking about, I don't remember, we were looking at Earthworm Jim, which version to play, and you're like, BR. I was like, oh, Brazil, Masterism, duh. Because when Lachis when, uh, was talking about Sonic, yeah, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah we, Sonic 2, and we were playing Sonic 2 on Genesis. He's like, yeah, it's different, though. And so we looked up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because, like, the Brazilian, the Master System one had, like, a cool overworld screen where you're, like, going from world to world and stuff. And that's what she was remembering as a kid because it was the Master System version of Sonic. Um, and that was, and then I was like, oh, cool. And then then we looked it up and we're like, whoa, that's neat. And then you you found Earthworm Jim or, like, you found the video and all that stuff. Or I guess not the video, but the, you actually went out and found the ROM. <laughs> yeah. It was not as difficult as you would think. Yeah. I mean, I mean like, mean, you just, you know earthworm gym sega master system brazil i suppose it's more of you downloaded it and then played it finding it may not be the hard part but you spent the time to actually like you know try it out and that's cool i just thought it would be a fun thing and i i didn't didn't actually like i made sure it booted and i got i got it to like the title screen and hit a button and i was like okay it's cool it works yeah and then i just stopped (laughs) and i was like all right we're just gonna you know Dude, I, feel I like was that opens initially up... thinking that Earthworm Jim was a relatively short game, which it is, um, and that I'd be done with it in like maybe two hours, maybe three. Yeah, I was not anticipating dying so much. So that ended up being <laughs> like a four hour stream. And then I was like, I was going to actually spend some time with the Master System version, but I was just tired. Yeah, <laughs> I was so tired. I was like, all right, let's look at this. All right, I'm done. Good night, everybody. <laughs> But I'm glad I did. It was a it was a fun little cap to the experience. Yeah, it was perfect. And, and, and you know, I feel like those Brazilian Master System ports would make for some really fun, like a Cuso day. Yep. yep. Like, oh, my God. Like, I, like I am li- now that I know that this is a thing that exists. I am like, you want to look stuff up and see what else is available? No, I am legitimately considering signing up as a GM for Cusa Grande next year instead of a contestant. Oh, just to drop some. Just, just so I can drop this stuff on people <laughs> and just commentate on them. That could be fun. Because that seems I, I wanna, super fun. The next time we hang out, we have to try out this, the, the Sega Master System Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat 2. Absolutely. That will be fun. Absolutely. If I can be like a weird authority on like on like bad Master System Brazilian demakes of games, like that seems like a super cool fun thing to get into. I'm all for that. Oh god. I do however have nothing else to say about Earthworm Jim other than thank you Ollie for uh yeah, thanks. for uh requesting this. I do actually mean thank you. I know that I yelled a lot. I know I got frustrated, but like, I don't consider those necessarily indicators of a bad time. That's no. just like, that's just the Dean know. time. Yeah. <laughs> I there. Listen, I am all about struggling through something that's frustrating in order to get out the other side and be happy about it. Right. And yeah. that's how I feel about it. It's like, I did it. I, you know, I cheated a bunch, but Eh, even still, like, it was really difficult. And I would rather take a couple shortcuts to be able to finish it in a few hours rather than, like, have it just sit there for months Mm -hmm. and not be able to finish it because, you know, you spend an hour getting to that stage where you just start insta-dying over and over and over again. Can you imagine getting to that part with the basketballs? And you've got like three lives left and you're like, okay, 
I made it through all of this and basically played the entire game up to this point essentially perfectly. And then you just die in five seconds. No. Uh, and then you Kyle have to was, start from the beginning. Kyle was watching you play a bit and he was like, man, I remember just using the level select thing to to finally beat this game and it felt so good. So <laughs> I'm going to guess a lot of people beat the game originally using save states more or less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, it was it was also nice to know that the uh that w- using save states was really just a version of something that was already in the game. Yeah, 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 exactly. Cuz the way I was using them was basically just like I'll the start of a, levels. I'll put a save state at the start of the level so it's like having an extra life. <laughs> and it's like, "Oh, you can just do that." Also, that's clearly just a dev menu. It was. Yeah. Like, it's got, like, frame data and stuff. There's stuff on there <laughs> yeah. that you don't need. It's just a debug menu for testing. I love that old games are simple enough to have those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Like, the way like they cheat the stuff. Stuff, little codes that the dev team put in there so that they could just jump to a level and test it, and they just never take it out. I I, I, I really appreciate that kind I of mean, that's stuff. I mean, that's what the Konami code is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Konami code is, you know, they put it on... Uh, greatest one or was it life force i think it's like oh, i don't remember i want to say it wasn't yeah it was either gradius one or it was life force um you know it might have been i don't know it was one of the side scrolling space yes yes yeah and they were they were testing it for compliance just to make sure it was completable and they just like put the they put the konami code in the game so that the testers could like get to the end of the game without dying without having to like perfect it because they just wanted to test to make sure the levels worked and they just left that code in the game never took it out and then people discovered it and it became the konami code and then they started putting it in other things yeah and a legend was born (laughs) speaking of gradius though Mm. i gradius is one of those games that I, i talked a little bit earlier about like how the game wasn't really unfair or just forces memorization because there's stuff that you can't really predict or you don't know what it's going to do until it does it. Yeah. Um, I feel like Gradius is like, that's the game I always think of when I think of like, there was no way to know the game's just trolling you. And you just have to remember that for next time. <laughs> yeah. Cause there's some of the, like some of the side scrolling levels you have to like go through a, you have to go through this sort of like maze or labyrinth of, uh, of, of it's like the different obstacles little, like, or walls yeah. and stuff. Yep. And some of them are just dead ends. Yep. And you can't see what's at the end of them. You just have to take a fork in the path. And some of those forks will just lead to death. God. Like unavoidable. Just here's a wall and you can't turn back. It's <laughs> yep. death. Go. Yep. So that's what I always think of. There's some stuff in Earthworm Jim that's basically just like, you couldn't have known that, but you're dead now. So just remember that. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. just, you know, that's just kind of. It's it's unconscionable now unless you're specifically playing a rage game that's built around just being mean to you. Yeah, if you're trying to get over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If it's a game like that where it's like you can't know what this is until you do it. Whoops, you lost everything. Ha 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 ha. We got you. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it's bad Mario Maker design <sighs> is what the, it is. The worst. And, you know, but that was just kind of expected at the time that's just a normal thing so like i can't be too mad at it because it's just of its era once you know that and you memorize that then it's totally doable it just you know i still just have issues with hitboxes and stuff before we close out 
Mm-hmm. What would you? We don't. We don't always say this, but if if would you recommend actually playing the game? Here's what today? I would say. I would recommend that you boot up the game and you play it for as long as you want to. Okay. Okay. So don't don't force yourself to like beat it. Nope. No, either the ending is not worth going through it. I would say it's I don't think we've ever done a rating like that. And I think that's actually really a smart way to think about old games like this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's because a lot of times it's like, would you play it in the way that we played it? Like all the way through to completion. Would you beat it is almost always how we're thinking. Like that's usually when I say that I'm usually thinking the whole experience. But really, that's not what's important here. I really don't think that as a I don't I really don't think that the entire experience of Earthworm Jim is important. And frankly, I don't think that most people who like Earthworm Jim even know what the ending looks like. Yeah, I mean, well, even if they got to it before, they probably were just so excited to have finished the game that they (laughs) like the ending is so forgettable. (laughs) Like I am I am absolutely convinced that most of the people who really, really like Earthworm Jim remember the first two, maybe three levels. Mm-hmm. Like main levels plus anti asteroids, like so they remember the junk heap and the hell level and maybe the underwater level, yeah. And don't re- like don't really know much of what's in the game after that. Yeah, I think so. Which is weird because I actually think that the Peter Puppy um, escort mission level is maybe the most unique and memorable overall. Yeah, I could not necessarily the best, but the most unique and memorable. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, Is that like one of the first escort missions? (laughs) I mean, of its era, maybe like you're you're again, you're essentially playing lemmings with him, but you're you're using platforming abilities to move him. It's way. Yeah, but it feels more. It's way more escorty than lemmings. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you have to literally walk right beside him to make sure he's okay. Oh, God. I, I, I'd like to look up. I wish I, I'm sure there's somewhere like the origins of escort missions in video games. <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, I, I think that my rating on it is it's it does have a, a certain charm to it. The visuals are really good. The sound is fine. I didn't play the version that probably has the good sound, I don't think, because <laughs> Genesis. But um but yeah, it's one of those games where like I think you will have fun with it and then you will stop having fun with it. And as long as you give yourself permission to stop playing when you stop having fun with it, I think you will it's a remember good time. it fondly. Yeah, that's fair. And I think that's Perfect. what most people did. Like they they played it and they remember like the cool aesthetic of it cuz the aesthetic is like off the charts. Oh yeah, I mean it's definitely a I mean it's literally a Saturday morning Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. The the animations and everything like it's great. Like that's what they were doing. So like give yourself time to enjoy that and appreciate that and then once you know, once it gets to the point where it starts to get really difficult and you start getting frustrated, you can walk away from it and you won't miss much. Yeah. Okay, cool. The later stages are not that much fun. They're not really that rewarding to get to. I did think that the one like weird dark bonus stage was kind of cool, but it was also really random. <laughs> like it was just in remember. the middle of another stage and it was kind of like a bonus game, but it was like really long. Huh. But that was, yeah, that was interesting, but not like, you know, there isn't anything that you're going to miss by not playing the end of the game. 
that you won't have that you will not have gotten by playing the first, you know, half hour to an hour or however much time you want to put into it. Right. Yeah. You basically just miss the end of the game. Yeah. If you see the first couple of levels, you've basically seen what's fun and interesting about Earthworm Jim. Okay. So, yeah, play it some. And then when you start wanting to yell at it, you can stop and it's okay. Perfect. Well, all right. I don't know what we're playing next week. I was about to say, I don't have a clue. So you'll, you'll find out with us. Yeah. We'll we'll find out before you, but that's okay. We we will find out first, presumably, but, um, I suppose we don't have to, we can just talk about something else, but otherwise we'll find out before you. Yeah. Well, yeah, (laughs) I'm sure. (laughs) I don't know. This is the end of the podcast. I, we both got to go do stuff. Um, (laughs) yeah. Bye. Thanks for the, thanks again for the request. Thanks for listening. Come back next week. We'll play something. Bye, everybody.